Hey, what's up? It's Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba, also 2008 world champion Boston Celtics. Now, you're listening to the Boston Big Three podcast presented by Ride the Wave Media. Welcome back to Boston's Big Three, episode 96 Presented by Ride the Wave Media, we're joined today by Brandon Watabi, the Spike King, Tyler Miller, out of Penn State, not a March Madness team. But jumping right in, might as well give out some some opening thoughts. Babs' wheels look like why, they're already why, turning quite why a bit. Throwing out, why are you throwing out that shot at Penn State I mean, when Penn State and UConn and the UMass Lowell Riverhawks all have the same amount of tournament wins this year? Zero. I mean, I mean so it's my, all even playing field. I mean, combined, both my schools scored about like 120 points versus both of your guys' schools combined. So they got no wins to show for them, but they scored. All in the same boat. Now we are. Now we are. We'll get into that later, but uh, let's jump uh, jump right into opening thoughts. What's on your What's on your mind? I always forget we do this. Um... <laughs> it's on the spot. Make sure your wheels are still turning. All right. We'll touch on this more later, but my opening thought is if you're upset about the Daniel Tice trade, then you don't see the fact that he, he wasn't going to get re-signed. So, like, we got something out of nothing. And if everyone's going to come at Danny Ainge for not trading picks, and he does two second-round picks for a 20-point-per-game score, and they're mad at that, I don't know what to tell you. You just don't want happiness. But we'll talk about that later. My opening thought is simply the Patriots are back. They're exciting again. It's crazy to go from two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I said they should fire Bill Belichick. And I still stick with that if you pick Cam Newton as your starter and you go seven and nine or seven and 10 with the team now that you have formed around you. Belichick changed the narrative of everything going on within a matter of 48 hours. And, and you can't shit on it. Now, Robert Kraft has said, you know, we've made fun of teams in the past that have spent all this money and they win in March but it's all about what you do in January and February. Um, now they're in this boat and they know that, yeah, just because you have the pieces out there, they got to play and they got to show up. But Pats fans that rode this out through that seven and nine disgusting season should feel so happy in March right now that you feel there's something brewing and in going into the NFL draft in April. I'm very happy about that, but uh, we are officially Boston's big three again, because Boston doesn't have a hockey team, so there's not really only three sports to talk about. So that's that's all I have to say about that. They but, get uh, no love, yeah. no love, especially just hey. coming off of a loss in overtime, four to three. Fans are back at the TD Garden, though. I don't know what they went to see today, but there's the fans went to see something today. I don't think it was hockey, but there was there was fifteen dollar beers and, and hot dogs back at the Garden. Can I just say that Tuka Rask not only bailed on the Boston Bruins last year in the bubble, he bailed on the fans tonight. He got hurt. Oh, he got hurt. He got pulled from the game. You got to go out there in front of the fans. If you want to win them back, you got hurt. Bruins were up 2 nothing. All of a sudden, the Bruins lose. Tuka bailed. That's tough. But uh, we'll jump right in. Babs, you already mentioned it, that crazy first 48 hours of free agency opening up. I didn't realize it was happening. I think it, it opened up the day after we recorded our last show. So I, had, I was just kind of blindsided the next morning with, like, reading tweets and texts about – um, players that were coming to the Patriots and players that were re-signing with the Patriots just kind of was a lot, a lot of avalanche of information to, to wake up to in the morning. So if you want to jump right in, what has been the, like, just go through some of the crazy moves the Patriots have made to, yeah. to get them back into a contending team. That's not going to go seven and nine again. I'm not going to rant for like 30 minutes straight. I'll try to keep it you very could. concise. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad, but I'm glad that we waited because we wanted everything to kind of come together between free agency and now Pat's West. So pretty much Belichick off the bat, he signed Smith. Right. Judo Smith, like gets him. All right, let's go. I think the biggest surprise was getting Hunter Henry the very next day. Then all of yeah. a sudden you just grab the top two tight ends in free agency. And I believe I said it last episode, and I'll say it again this episode, where they said, go after the tight ends on the market because it might be cheaper than the wide receivers. You had the Kenny Galladay kind of kicking the, kicking the tires and kicking the can around, and you didn't know what the wide receiver market was. Um Overall, a lot of these players went into this offseason that were free agents thinking the market would be paying. Like, we get paid. We're going to get paid. And it was the complete opposite. 
that's why you saw some of these re-signings like uh and, and i'll get into it in a little bit but you start in across the league where money really wasn't there um so again egg on my face about kyle van Noy. i come out and i said he's gonna go to tennessee i don't see a reunion kyle van Noy's back with the new england patriots he did have an offer to tennessee and it was slightly more than new england patriots it came out to do we want to move to another city and start our family and start up everything over again? Or do we want to go right back into New England, slide right in? And that's what Kyle Van Noy did. And my source who told me that said, you were right. You had it on the money. It's just that also where everything started kind of coming together in New England, started opening up everybody's eyes. It became a destination again. Belichick had to change the narrative of the destination was because of Brady. And that's true. People want to go play for Brady. Now he had to spend the money right away, right off the bat in order to be like, oh, shoot, they're actually building something there. Belichick does have history. The organization has good history. Look at the way they treated Cam Newton all last year. They spoke very highly of him. Maybe I Ooh. do want to go play there. So then all of a sudden, you sign Jalen Mills. You get Jalen Mills to come over here. You get Kendrick Bourne, who says, I want to go play for the New England Patriots because I want to play for that organization. I want to go hang out with Cam Newton. Again, a reason why Cam Newton was signed, because of recruiting. He's a recruiter. You didn't get Curtis Samuel. Every, again, everyone's throwing names at the board. We're going to get this guy. We're going to get that guy. But Pats fans should be happy for what they have. Um, the biggest shocker was David Andrews. 100% David Andrews. Because I kept coming in here every episode. And I was like, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to take my 70%, go to 60, 50, 40. And it went down to 10%. I was like, There's no way this guy's coming back. To the point where they had to sign Ted Karras as a center for $4 million because they felt David Andrews was gone. The writing was on the wall. Uh, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you had Julian Edelman even in his story post, post about David Andrews. Great to share the, the field with you. He deleted it 13 hours later when David Andrews signed. I can tell you this, for all our listeners out there that actually listen to Boston's Big Three, I don't bullshit. I just throw out what I hear. Sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's wrong. I'm not a journalist. I don't get paid to do this. I might for Instagram in certain ways, but... I just put, post what I hear. And this is what I heard about David Andrews. And this is 100% straight facts. David Andrews was made an offer by the New England Patriots. He said, nope, I'm going to test the market. Rightfully so. The Patriots in turn said, he's going to test the market. We're going to spend our money. They went and got Ted Karras. David Andrews has been offered 8 to $10 million on the market. He's, that's what his going value was. Going rate, teams couldn't pay it. Teams were in cap space hell in certain in certain teams in certain uh, places that he was offered to. Atlanta, Miami made an offer. They just couldn't afford it. So what does David do? He's got to go back to the New England Patriots. What does New England do? Oh, well, David, we spent the money already. So that's what ended up happening in terms of David Andrews' contract was he's got four years at 19.5 million. And you saw how cheap it is this year, right? You're like, oh, wow, this guy's taking a pickup. He's coming back. He wants to be here. David Andrews wants to be here. He wants, he's going to, he can retire as a Patriot. He'll be in the pit, Pat's Hall of Fame. But you will see in this upcoming offseason in 2022, they'll restructure his deal. He'll get what he is worth uh, on the market value. I was also told, and this is already obviously already broken during the week, guys like James White and Lawrence Guy were in the very same boat. A guy like James White, I was like, that guy got to go secure the bag somewhere. Teams didn't want to pay him. Look at the contract he just signed. One year, $3 million, all guaranteed. Teams didn't want to pay James White. Now you can look at James White last season. And I kind of said this in one of our Boston's big threes during the season. An unfortunate circumstance with his family in a personal matter, plus the offense they were running, James White was boggled down. Like he was a next to nobody. It was kind of good for Belichick in a way because you can sign him for that cheap. Like, hey, you missed games last year. You, you didn't have the same stats like, so I like James White coming back. He was offered a contract in Tampa Bay. Guess what? Pats can match it. Why don't you just come back here one year? You know the offense. You're a team captain. Then go secure your bag. Same thing with Lawrence Guy. Lawrence Guy was offered a contract from Tampa Bay. He was offered a contract to Miami. And the Patriots could easily match it. And it was one of those things that Lawrence Guy had a ways option. That's what happening with a lot of these players. Maybe a T.Y. Hilton, for example. He put all these eye emojis out there. And he ended up signing a one-year $10 million deal with the Colts because he was offered – probably a same deal out there 
Juju Smith-Schuster, one-year deal with the um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers for $8 million. Juju Smith-Schuster should didn't be signed like, on a didn't team. Didn't he announce that he was like, hey, I'm leaving. Thanks for the he, memories. He made, it, he made this announcement where it was like thanking the fans. and just, I don't know what's going to end up happening. But the fact that he's coming back for one year means he's going to be out next year. Um, a lot of these one- and two-year deals is because of the new uh, TV deal that's going to be coming. The cap space will go up next year. There'll be more money to spread around. But you got to look at the New England Patriots. They're absolute winners when it comes to the free agency market. It's just the glaring issue, right? And their defense is completely stacked, by the way. Like, just what they've been building there. Uh, I thought Patrick Tung, Tung retirement was a little surprised because I thought he was coming back. And based on what was said, was he was coming back. And Belichick looked at it and said, we got your spot covered. We're going to cut you or you can retire. And he retired. That's what he did. There's still a couple glaring issues on defense. Dante Hightower. I said that he was going to retire. Maybe he doesn't retire, but he has this issue of he's getting paid $12 million this year. And if they cut Hightower, they only owe him $2 million. That's $10 million just sitting there. So there should be some sort of restructure deal. They might go to Hightower and say, we're only going to pay you $5 million this year. We will restructure the deal, but we're only going to pay you five. He's guaranteed two. Does he want to play for another $3 million? So I'm sure Hightower right now is going through the process of, does he want to play for the season or not? And that's why I said the, about the retirement thing. From what I was told over a year ago, he lost the love of the game of football. Then he had his kid. He said, I'm going to play, I'm going to play one more year. That's it. Then COVID happened. He opted out. So now he's been out for a year. They already have all his replacements. They, they have the, uh, they, well, who'd they just get? Um, uh, Matthew, right? Judon, Judon from uh, Baltimore. They have, they have Hightower's replacement ready to go. And all I know is they re-signed Jarrett Stidham's replacement. And Parsons, great pro day. Belichick might be looking his way as well, too. So, in the 15th overall pick. So high towers, just his contract in general, that $10 million could be used somewhere else. Other side, obviously what you just said, quarterback, Jared Stidham, Cam Newton, are they the guys? Yes, no, maybe so. They didn't make a move in free agency in terms of getting a quarterback. They're going to go into the draft. We don't know what's going to happen at the draft. I do recall you were saying that Cam Newton was going to go to the Washington football team to play for Ron Rivera? I did. I thought that that would be a good landing spot, but guess what? They didn't want him. And guess what oh. they ended up getting? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick was a better option for them pretty than good. Cam Newton. The, the Cam Newton contract is, when we exploded on it, it was $14 million, but then you start dumbing it down. He's only getting paid like three to $4 million this year, and it's backup money. I look at Cam Newton's contract as a, an emergency contract. We're going to pay you to be our backup, but if Stidham pukes on himself because he did it last year or we go into the draft we don't find the guy you're our starter next year and we're going to make sure you get paid for it like that's the way i look at his contract but let me tell you something the pats west thing that we can get right into yeah yeah what is that why why are they why are both quarterbacks there if it's so it was stidham needs to do everything right to win the fan base over to win his organization over and to show that he's going to compete He's just going to go down on that sword. He's going to at least show that he's going to compete this year. Are you so the only Stidham, one he's won over thus far? Uh, there's a couple out there that he's won <laughs> over. I mean, I think David Andrews coming back on a four-year deal. That's fair. Is And I've, and I've told you, and I've showed you my theories, and, and you know it. Oh, you yeah. know it from the background, the connection that Andrews and Stidham truly have. Like, that means something. Because Andrews could have just taken another contract somewhere else. He's like, you know what? I'll come back to – He's got Andrews has to know who the hell, hey, who's quarterback? What's at least what are you doing? Like, what's going on here? You got to let a team captain who's handing the ball off to the quarterback know what, what are we doing? What's our options? So, I, I that's why I said there's something there. And I thought it was interesting that Jared Stidham, trying to show some maturity, said, Hey, I'm, uh, he messaged all these new players and some old players and said, Hey, I'm hosting a little throwing camp, a little practice session, a way for everyone to come out to California where he's been there the last couple of months. Come out there, have some fun. He invited Cam Newton as well, too. What does Cam Newton do? He got a little nervous. I think Cam Newton got a little nervous because all of a sudden, day one of Pat's West, you know, there's all these pictures and videos coming out. Cam Newton has to instantly post, uh, put an Instagram post out there showing that he's working and everything like that. Other players have said that Cam Newton's going to have his own throwing camp down in Atlanta. 
I think this is Stidham's at least first shot to get these this group together. And Cam Newton's out there. Cam Newton's excited, but why is Cam Newton not? Uh, you know, they've been doing these after activities with each other. Why is Cam Newton not involved in it? Why is Cam Newton not playing paintball with these guys? Because you got to protect your your starting quarterback. I guess you could say that. Yeah, we can pull back to uh, when Vern on on. Uh, Remember, uh, what's that show? I don't know, man. Remember Ballers. when, when Vern Tom Brady? Ballers, the end up was, was with the Cowboys and played paintball. He got hurt. Yeah, remember Cam when Tom Brady to jumped off a cliff and the fan base that. the fan base was out for, out for Tom Brady's throat. Yeah, they were out for Tom Brady on that. I just think that with Pat's West, it was just simple practices, nothing major. Hunter Henry went out there, Lacoste, Asiasi, Nikhil Harry, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Cam Newton was out there. Then they had a couple practice squad guys. Kendrick if I Lowe, knew it was Lowe happening, I would have driven out there. I could have taken some photos so, and video for you guys. So it's been it's been four days. Day and um at first, it was like they didn't know the location really, and only like two or three people showed up. Then every day, more people showed up. Today on Thursday, day four was sixty people, and they had to have security there, <laughs> and uh, for Cam Newton at least, because everyone's out there to see Cam. Everyone wants to see Cam Newton. That's what people were there for. Yeah, nobody care uh, about the who's what's the what's the second quarterback? The other guy's name is Jared Stidham. Oh, from yeah, I remember. Okay, that got that. I've gotten from people that are out there have said that Cam Newton does look better at his throws. He's he looks good. I mean, there's but no defense. Stidham, Stidham has also had some great throws out there as well, too. He looks good. And it's I like think shooting a basketball in an open gym. If there's, if there's yeah, no one there, it's hard to that's what it is. But the consensus, I think, that people are saying was little things like Stidham's taking extra time talking with Nelson Algor and just going through some routes. Cam Newton left today. Stidham stayed behind just what Nelson said. Hey, we're going to throw some extra balls together. The, the, the difference here is Stidham showing some maturity to say, like, he's taking time. And he's and it looks like people are saying this is going to be a competition. It'll be a full blown competition, and that's what we need. We do need that. Cam needs to be pushed. Stidham needs to be pushed. Mac Jones, whoever you draft, needs to be pushed. There needs to be that push in that quarterback position. I don't think, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. I, I, I kind of have that so. gut feeling now. I, I think they're going to go Parsons. I think they'll go Parsons at Who? fifteen. Parsons, yes. right? Yes, yes. He's I think they go Parsons. Who is this guy? And, he sounds Brad, like he goes Tyler. to Penn State if Tyler's this excited. Talk to us, Tyler. Hold up. All right, he's not going to be at there at 15. I'd be ecstatic if I mean, Michael Parsons is lit. All right, so this is it. Who is he? Two years at Penn State, kid from Harrisburg, state of Pennsylvania, and he has, like, all these records and stuff. But he, he opted out of this past year. Just he's an insane talent. It's like, it's nuts. He's a linebacker. He can do everything on defense. They were even, like, trying to make him do kick returns. Uh, he ran into some legal stuff, but a bunch of that is fake, and that's what I think is dra- like making his drafts all go down. But if, if the Pats could get him, that's a steal of the entire century. However, I want the Patriots to get one guy from Penn State, and it's not Fryermuth because we have two tight It's not Parsons. It's Jason Oway. Ran a 4-3-6 today. Like, the kid is more athletic than Parsons, not as talented, but uh, he's an attacker. He's an edge. Unreal if, if the Patriots are still looking for defense. Those two are just like some of the like fastest, most physical, and just like hands down the most talented football people I've ever seen. And I think the Pat Fryermuth thing's definitely done for now that the Pat, Pat signed no to bias. to All Star tight ends. He's he's going to Jacksonville. You think? Like I said, and and I said that when we had him on here, and I said because uh, of the connection of the yeah. tight end coach and stuff, and Trevor, he's out with Trevor Lawrence. They've been practicing together. I mean, it makes sense for him to get picked at the end of the end of the first into early second. You never know. Uh, so, anyways, back to the quarterback. I don't think they're going to yeah. go first-round quarterback. I think, he, I think he kicked the tires. I think they might get Parsons at 15 if he's sitting there, if he's at 14 or 13. I think they trade up. I think Belichick wants that because Belichick's looking for his future Dante Hightower. He's looking for his future captain. He's looking for the future right I think there. They trade I, think the pick. I think Belichick finally throws in the white flag and says, we can't draft first-round talent. Go, Let's go find first-round talent in the third, fourth round. That's the Belichick way. And that works some. That works more often than it does when than hitting on the first rounder. So, I I, uh, I will say this from this past week. So, Stidham's been getting roasted today on Twitter. Someone had a video of him complete overthrow, just a bad throw, <laughs> and the kid posted it and was like, "I have more of this content on my Instagram. Like, go check it out." And I checked it out, and all it is was good throws from Stidham and Cam Newton and pictures and tagging them and stuff like that. He just wanted to post that on Twitter. Just to destruct Jared Stidham, and I and I and that's fine. I'm here and then for I'm reading it. these chats, and people are saying, 
He's the ball's wobbly. He's a professional. There, it's an open, like you said, open gym. No, you know, no defense. He's overthrowing it. It's embarrassing. Brady's done that. Every quarterback's overthrown, bad routes, whatever it is. Who cares? It's one bad throw, one bad throw. And he's getting roasted for it. I'm telling you, Stidham is completely self-aware of everyone shitting on him. He posted every day at Pat's Pat, Pat West. People calling him quarterback too. People saying your cam's backup. You're a nobody. That's got to have some drive for him. If that was you every day, Brendan, just like you're trying, you're in the NFL, Brendan, right? Yeah, you might not have the capabilities of a quarterback one right away, but you're like, I'm trying to work for a starting job. Wouldn't that get to you? Totally. Everyone's shitting on you constantly Easily. every day. It gotta have the right mental. That's think, what it is. And I think Stidham's got it. From? But I don't for think he's got year, the talent. You gotta learn that from Tom Brady. I will say this: I am Jared Stidham's biggest hype man. I'm the hype king for Jared Stidham because I believe in him. I believe in. That's a hot take. I did not see that one coming. No, and I thought this was funny. Stim's been creeping on the Spike Kings page every time, every day. I've been swiping up and seeing who views my stories. Jared Stidham's there. I don't even tag him on anything. He's looking. I don't know if he's looking that he's waiting for me to announce that he's cut, he's traded, or he's starting, <laughs> or he's like, what video does this guy have of me? But uh, Stidham, if you're listening, you're, you're, you're going out there, Stidham, if you're listening, just give me a follow. Let's talk. Let's just talk, man. That's it. He's your biggest hype man. You never know. I'm there to hype him up. I'm, I, he's the Brock Lesnar, and I am the Paul Heyman. I am there. I don't know what that you means. Tell everybody. The little wrestling fans that follow us will know that. Is. <laughs> Do we have those? I thought, but listen, I said I I seen some pictures, and I've heard other things. Stidham and, Stidham and Cam Newton are on the same page. Whether whoever starts, whoever starts, they're on the same page. You need that. You need that for the season. There's chemistry, and the fact of the matter is this: if you take anything from Patriots West, they didn't get to do this last year. They didn't get to come together. Chemistry is already building in the month of March. This is what the Pats need on offense. I'm glad this has happened. Yeah, well, speaking of, of new names and new places, today was the NBA trade deadline. Celtics got a new acquisition. Didn't say goodbye to too many guys that, I mean, have a lot of minutes. But, uh, Tyler, if you want to jump into what the Celtics did and who they acquired today and who they said good riddance to. Jeff Teague, I would have bought his flight out. Uh, finally that didn't work we can all say that uh people are like but he's played so well these last two games why are you giving up trade value just went through the roof obviously you trade him now uh rob will is the Celtics center of the future love to see that however tice uh i won't ever hate on tice tice came into boston literally nobody knew who he was uh and he overproduced because he was never going to be anything super special, but I think he definitely overproduced from what people thought. Uh, he was traded traded strictly for financial reasons. Um, there, there's no. I hate when trades like that go down because it's always like, it's I just saw money. It said they all said their final goodbyes in the locker room. Brad oh. Stevens break the news. I'm like, oh, because Tyson is the man. Yeah. Like, I don't miss getting mad at refs because Tyson just got clobbered, but somehow it's a foul. Right. Game. Exactly. Uh, However, time to move on. Obviously, they were not going to plan to resign him this offseason, so might as well rip the Band-Aid now, get under the cap, and uh, I don't know, just keep him moving. Like, Mo Wagner, he's not going to do anything for the Celtics. Like, the bar is as low as what it is for Jeff T before he got traded. And if he's anything <laughs> better than that, that's overproducing in my Now, head. they have an open roster spot, if I'm doing my math correctly, because they welcomed Evan Fournier and Mo Wagner and said yeah. goodbye to Javante, Jeff, and Tice, right? Yeah. So is that an uh, open roster spot? season is what I'm saying. Uh, I think he's going to go Miami. But there's no reason not to get LaMarcus Aldridge on this team if you have yeah. the ability. And now you get Fournier, who uh, is one of the best, I think, acquisitions of the deadline, especially if you're talking about, like, a trade for a value person. Obviously, like, Oladipo going to the Heat is the biggest splash, but strictly value. Everybody complained this whole year that the problem is the bench. The bench stinks. This bench is terrible. And, yeah, Fournier is now the new best player coming off the bench. And uh, what people don't understand, he's, like, a fourth option late game scorer that we just have now. Pretty close. yeah, I think it goes the Jays, obviously, and then you can put Kemba or Smart, but I'd, I'd put whatever your preference is, then Fournier. And it's then a very the small lineup. No, yeah, that's a bad lineup, but it's it's another just strictly score that you have at the end of the game. Um, I like that. If, 
if it doesn't work out, he walks. Uh, we get some of the money back from trade exception. And then we're back to the drawing board with a little less money. But this is, if you're going to risk it, and if you're going to complain about the bench and Danny Ainge does something and sends away pennies and people are yeah. going to be mad who second round picks aren't going to be playing for the main red claws, that's on them. You can't be mad at Danny Ainge for not making moves and he makes moves today. And now, and, now it's too far. And now the last time the last time they acquired someone at the deadline, you got to go back a few years. It's our boy, King of the Fourth, Isaiah Thomas. This is the last guy they acquired at the deadline. So hopefully this kind of plays out. You never know. Daniels. Like, yeah. we have, like, you never know who you're going to get. Uh, I, but I love the 48 trade. Uh, I'm glad that those meatheads on Twitter that think that smart should have been traded stayed. Uh, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Uh, I love that Rob Williams stayed. I know I had a, a graphic coming up that said if the, if the Celtics were to make a trade that Rob Will and Pritchard were going to be the ones they went. That's only for a superstar talent. That's, yeah, that's to get something of yeah. extreme value back. I there totally understood what you meant by it. That was made today that was putting the Celtics over the edge. So might as well fix this year's problem. And if Aflalo likes it, I mean, not, not Aflalo, uh, Fournier likes it. He stays and he's a good basketball player. So I'm not going to complain about a good basketball player resigning. He's an expiring contract. What's, he what's like- the deal with his name? I saw a lot of people saying, don't Google him. Did you Google the last name? I didn't. Google it right now. Do you have a computer in front of you? I do. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So just Google, just Google his last name, strictly his last name. Just and then click images. And then click. Oh, don't. Uh, I didn't click images, but click read. You gotta click images. Okay, I just googled it. Fournier, gangrene. Now click. Yeah, click, click images. Necrotic infection of the scrotum, penis, or perineum. It is characterized by scrotum pain and redness. <laughs> Oh, with rapid progression to gangrene and sloth. What is that? Sloughing of tissue? Oh. All right, we got Evan Sloppy Balls on a team. So oh, I hate <laughs> that. Either way. I get it now, though. I like I like, I like Fournier, uh, the basketball player, oh. definitely not the disease. And uh, I think we, I don't know, like we're only a game or two or three out of like Four the five seed, yeah, the yeah, four seed. It's the, the top three are set. It's it's you're battling for the fourth spot. Yeah. I I just want to talk about last. However, the Celtics fans are coming back, and if you don't think that's playing no rule, uh, no whatever it is, uh, role and how the success of this is gonna go, the Celtics fans are coming back. The Celtics finally made a shakeup. Yes. Although it's, yes. it's so nice. there's there's something of hope because I've been a dead man watching these games, and I don't think that they're gonna win tomorrow, but. Uh, I, yeah, I that think, worked out for the Bruins uh, tonight with fans there. Yeah, it really worked out. Hey, at least there's someone there to, to boo them now. Get them back uh, into shape. Yeah, we're not a hockey show, Babs. What is that? We're gonna have to censor. I will that. say, I will say, I give, I give the Celtics credit when they play Milwaukee game one and they're down by twenty something points and they fought back. It's just yeah. how can oh, you, in the last two minutes, how can Jason Tatum? How can Jason Tatum not like take a shot? How can Jalen Brown just be ghosted oh, in the last nine yeah. seconds? Daniel, that's gonna be Daniel Tice's legacy. He's gonna he's that's his last shot in Boston is a, a chance for a game winner and he doinks it. It just it just bothers me that like Tatum is not assertive like enough. Like even a couple games ago where they're down three points and you in and Marcus Smart's wide open, sure. But like you had the easy basket to cut it to one, and you have momentum on your side, and you fucking pass it out for this guy to airball it or just barely hit the rim. Yeah. Marcus Smart like was three for thirteen yesterday, two for ten at three pointers. He's just like my thing about him. He's good at the start of a game. I don't think he's got the legs to finish a game, like to keep shooting the, that kind of numbers. I think his best game ever was against the Suns when he knocks down like ten or eleven threes, something like that. Um, but when you when you look at Tatum, man. I totally agree. This guy has to drive to the basket. He is the the most talented player on the team by far, uh, right above Jalen Brown and Kemba. But this guy needs to drive to the basket. This guy can't be taking contested outside shots his entire career. It's not going to get him anywhere. He needs to get to the free throw line and get get another 10, 12 points in there. And that's going to be the key to the Celtics' success for a long time. He needed to work on that this season. Like, that's what you need to work on. Like, And that's fine if you... You, you, it's just this this year was supposed to be like a learning year. You got them locked up, so that's good. But this is the year where you cracked your game because then in the offseason, hopefully, that's when they make that ultimate push to try to 
figure this out. Right. You have that whole off season now, official full off season where you can get the whole team chemistry back in order. I just, I feel like his, I feel like he just doesn't care this season. I feel like he's mailed it in. Like he doesn't give a shit. What's, what's the Celtics record since our last show? It's been what, 10 days since we recorded. They maybe won once or twice. If that, they've lost some heartbreakers. Rockets or something. Yeah, Magic Rockets. I mean, they're bad. They're not great. No trade that. No trade. If anything, Uh, they're 500 right now. Hello? Low key. (laughs) I can can hear you starting the question, but not finishing it. That's that Penn State University. Uh, yeah, where's your Wi-Fi. tuition dollars going to? They're not going to Wi-Fi? Yeah, they don't go to... Might as well be going to a furnace because nothing <laughs> changes around here. <laughs> but it is what it is. Let's move on to some March Madness. It has been an eventful last 10 days since we, we last spoke to each other. The, the first four got underway. The first and second rounds went underway. I flew out to Indianapolis. I also got exposed on our final four. That was the first time I looked at the bracket. Oh yeah, uh, my five four, it's however, is still incredibly blown up. But I didn't. I didn't Let's go back to it. Misrepresentation. Find it. Misrepresentation. I'll say. I, I thought I did. Just, I still got three teams left in it. With 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 Tabby over here, just every time a team gets knocked out, Tyler, he made sure he lets it know. I did for he, when I when my when Iowa got knocked out, I did too. Yeah, you secretly it's did it. It's all fair and loving war. Separate. We made separate posts. Uh, oh, I put it on the put it know. on the close friend story on on well, Instagram. Just choose better Final Four teams, Babs. I chose a champion, and my champion's still in it. Gonzaga's Your champion is two. Tyler's is not. Mine is too. But mine's a Big Ten Gonzaga's school, so I don't know. If, I don't know if they're gonna win. Nope. Who do you have winning? Michigan. And they don't have a point guard anymore. So it's gonna be Gonzaga's to lose. I mean, it is Gonzaga's right now. Loyola is good. They're going to fall off. Sister Jean. Give me Loyola Chicago. Give me Loyola Chicago to the the final four, to the championship. USC and the Mobley brothers, they're going to make it far. No, they're going to get knocked out by Oregon. Bama has a a cakewalk. They do now. Texas is gone. Yeah. But they're fraudulent. They'll get beat. Syracuse, I think they beat Houston. Buddy, buddy. I, think I, think, I think they may too. Yeah, Houston's really good, but they they worked hard to get to the Sweet 16. Buddy Bayheim just kind of well, did whatever he wanted to. I, I, who? <laughs> Oral Roberts is done. I, yeah, I don't know what Tyler's saying right now, but their, <laughs> their Cinderella run is is definitely over this dude, weekend. He's like maybe 40 hours. What'd you say? Yeah. Oh, my God, my end. My internet. <laughs> yeah. I don't want my internet things. It's all right. We all know you were saying uh, Robert Cinderella run is nobody else is on the internet. You know what? I think he's saying that UConn definitely deserves more credit. I, you know, said. you know, man. I'll I'll tell you, they don't. They laid an egg. They played so poor, and I've complained to these guys already about it. I I flew out. I'll, I flew out for that game. Every bet I made this uh, for the first round re- relied and revolved around UConn winning, and uh, they did not. I had an 11-team parlay that I missed on because UConn lost, and I, I've had to deal with that in the days since, but I made the trip out there. It was kind of fun. I've never been to March Madness before. Talk, so. talk, to, talk to us about Indy, the scene that they had set up there. It was there. fun. It was a lot of fun. So I flew into Chicago because I couldn't find a flight anywhere near indianapolis for for cheap especially it's a the decent week and drive down there too yeah especially the week of the game but it worked out for me because uconn was playing in west lafayette which is basically halfway between chicago and indy um so i got a hotel there i rented a car in indian or not in indy in chicago that morning drove down went to the first first game i went to was baylor hartford at lucas oil stadium i got to see the 2014 afc finalist banners from the from our, our friends over at the colts I did not think that banner was real. I thought it was an online joke. It's real. They have a few of those hanging up, AFC finalists. So just making the, the thing. But uh, other than that, I won my first bet of March Madness with with uh, Hartford plus 26, covered in the last minute of the game. You love to see it. Uh, there was a Baylor minus 26 guy right in front of me, which is kind of heartbreaking for him. But uh, winners only. Winners only here. Um, but it was a really cool environment seeing, um, just in Indianapolis where the entire tournament is taking place there. So, um, when I was walking downtown, I probably saw five groups of the team buses 
just coming in and out because every venue is is circled around there some some way somehow each of the team hotels was downtown um so i don't i couldn't tell you whose team buses i saw but i definitely saw about half dozen of those groups just traveling in and out especially at lucas oil where they had two venues I like the JW Marriott and yeah. how they had the whole big bracket, but I wish that they would update it as things that were going thing, on. Yeah, that thing was enormous. I cool. mean, if they were updating that, it, you'd have to get like a like one of those window they, washers. They need to hire somebody to yeah. do that. I, I, uh, that's I'll do where, it. Like, hey, you pay me. I'll go back out there. I'll sh- spray paint it up on on the Marriott. That's where all the visiting. That's where all the visiting teams that play the Colts. Like that's where they stay at that okay. that hotel. Right there. That's a nice hotel. It's a nice, really nice hotel. Yeah. And that that was uh, that giant bracket. I think is like the biggest bracket that's ever been done. So that's it's like a world record or something. So with Tabby and Tyler, actually Tyler Miller. I, I'm gonna ask you this: If you still have like, Wi-Fi, fun. what do you think about the women's? and men's differences between their gym equipment and their food and how that went viral. Can you talk to us about that? I know more about uh, it than Tyler. It's bad. Let's, let's lead off with the fact that it's bad, but I think the not funnier part, but the like, the like, are you kidding me? Part of this is that it was so quick. The turnaround that the NCAA did yeah. to get the gyms like, right. The fact that they couldn't do that originally is going to right. be like, what dude like it literally took you one day in a social post to get it right like and that's what i love about you know how many people that have to go through that decision they have to have so many people go through that decision to make sure it's the right one and all of them said yeah just just give them give them a a, a, uh, calisthenics weight and do you think it's something that ncaa just forgot about because there's no way like that that was a lot that was a lot to be overlooked Uh, i it's just stupid people they're filled with morons. I don't That's believe I, I don't believe them either where they tried pinning it off like, well, we have to wait till equipment frees up for the men's in order to give it to the women. I don't think that I just think that it was a bunch of dudes. It's probably all old white men sitting around a boardroom saying, Oh, the women don't need workout equipment. Right. Like they don't need anything. Like just like who cares? No one's watching them anyways. And I'm sure they all sat there and said, Who cares? And again, it's just the boomer generation that runs everything. They don't understand that the power of a cell phone and TikTok and Twitter and social media, how things can quickly blow up. They just figured no one's going to talk about it. It'll get buried. No. And one it, of my favorite things, the, the athlete from Oregon that like recorded the viral video named Sedona Prince, the very next day after equipment um, like arrived to the, the women's tournament down in San Antonio, she dunked in a game, which was pretty cool. So I was like, they they use it. She's dunking. So, but UConn's she did? yeah, she did. Her name's Sedona Prince. You can look it up. Is UConn in that tournament? UConn is in that tournament, and they they're the favorites to win it right now. UConn baby. UConn. They're a basketball school. They they're a basket- are a basketball school. They're a basketball Tyler, school, but they're they're carried by the women's program. Yeah, there's no there's no gender men's. It's basketball school, Tyler. That's it what is. they are, and they have championships to prove it. And Gino's the greatest, greatest coach. He's up there with Nick Saban. Can't, can't deny it. One of the best. Yeah, he's one of the best college coaches there, there ever was. So, you know his name. I definitely know. He, he's someone who goes by one name. So Exactly. You, you say Gino, you know what coach we're talking about. It's not a player or a coach. Or he's, he's a champ, baby. But Will they ever try to cancel Gino one day and just oh, cancel no. culture we live in? Did you see something how- ever? Did you see how loved so canceled G- Mr. Potato Head? Anybody? <laughs> Any, we're, we, we could be canceled next week for all we know. I, I should have been canceled already <laughs> um, like four years ago. There was a great video, actually, because uh, Gino didn't get to coach the first two games of the tournament of the, on the women's side because he had COVID. So he's been quarantining get, and, and dealing with COVID, um, trying to get back onto the floor um but there was a great video where he actually got back to the team yesterday or the day before and um the team just kind of embraces him and it's a little magical happy moment give you give you give you all the feelings you know it's just one of those i hope great, the spike twins get to moments. go there one day they, they oh, yeah. better start picking up a basketball now and start yeah, you, training you, you got to get them get them in early have them watch yeah. some, some of that uconn basketball get them yeah, inspired i'm gonna have to i mean i'm i mean i got twins my yeah. girl loves basketball, so I've got to be all in on, exactly. on women's basketball. I'll come coach them. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a bad coach. coach. They can't listen. To, I can't. I can't touch anything. <laughs> I, I I ruin it. 
I can't. I can't. But jumping back into March Madness, do you guys want to choose who you have winning it all at this point, going into the Sweet 16 this weekend? Repick it. You get a second chance. Who's winning it all? I don't know if Tyler can even hear us right now. It looks a little frozen. <laughs> Babs, who you got winning it all right now? I don't have the bracket in front of me, but I still have Gonzaga winning it all. I still think that I, I, I listen to when I drive home to work now, you get Fox Sports radio simulcast all over the country. And they were saying like, and actually I'll ask this question to you too, because you guys are the big college guys. Is there a villain in March Madness right now? Is there, is there a team or a player oh, yeah. that you just absolutely are rooting against that you despise? It's not like they? a villain role. I would say Alabama probably because they're just one of those – like if you think about like the team I would compare them to is like, oh, we lost them, is like the 2016 <laughs> Celtics. Um, how they're just, just like a scrappy underdog team. They're the two seed, and they're the top seed in their um, region behind Michigan. But I think they're going to uh, – stir the pot a little they're an aggressive team they're going to get to the line they're going to shoot their threes they're going to body bag you by 30 points and they're not going to care and they're just going to march their way if if they get to the final four they're going to have to go through michigan um and i think that's a team to to watch out for i think loyola chicago's legit i definitely I think they are too i uh i tweeted something during the the round of 64 and i kind of want it to come true uh, speak it into existence. Something, something like a prediction. It's not a prediction. Might be a spoiler. You never know. But uh, I said I tweeted this out. Gonzaga's first loss of the season could come at the hands of Loyola, and wow. I would be all for it. I, I, I pick, I pick Gonzaga all the way. Yeah. But I am all for Loyola Chicago to win it all. I'm all for Sister Jean. Uh, we're, I'm, we're team Sister yeah. Jean. I'm not if sure you if root, if you root against Sister Jean, you're going to hell. Like you are completely going That's, out. We made money. We made money that Sunday uh, when when Sister Jean's uh, Loyola Chicago beat Illinois. Never fade Sister Jean on a Sunday. Never again. Nope. If if the if Never the national championship is on a Sunday and Loyola is playing, you you bet. Everybody. It's on a Monday though. It's oh. on a Monday. Remember? I don't know about but that now. Are they playing Saturday or Sunday this week? I think they're. Oh, I would assume Saturday. I think they're playing Saturday. Saturdays are for the not boys. Great. Not great. Yeah, Sundays for not Sister for Jean. Sundays are for Sister Jean. Uh, but that would be that would be the Cinderella story I want to see the most. I, I think who's I, left? Oh, Roberts is left too. I think I think uh, Syracuse is going to make a run for the championship. Okay. They have um, eleven I'm, seed. I'm, they are eleven seed. So I've been on a terrible sports gambling um, <laughs> last three weeks, four weeks, and I have never won. So what March Madness uh, so is for. It's fun. But when you don't when you don't win, you still you're studying everything yeah. around you. And Syracuse, uh, I believe, started off real cold in the season because of COVID, like every yeah. other team. But I, I just I think uh, Buddy is on such a hot streak and run, just like Tyler Miller said earlier on. I think they have a legitimate shot to beat Houston. And you keep riding that momentum, man. I I think yeah. they get into the lead eight, and I think they get into the final four. Is is Buddy the coach's kid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that and that and that's a, and again, I like storylines like yeah. Gonzaga going undefeated. Gonzaga undefeated Gonzaga going up against Sister Jean sells. It sells. Oh, it makes yeah. you want to watch as, as a casual. Like you're like, yeah. I don't know these teams. One's undefeated. One has a 101 year old. That's like the Sister Duke Jean. Butler. That's like Duke but, Butler like yeah, 10 years ago. It sells, right? It sells. Uh, uh, same thing on the other side. The Syracuse, the the coach, a coach, a pristine coach. Everyone knows him. His son, who's on fire, like not just the coach's son, who's like, oh, he's playing, yeah, he's on fire. He carries that team. In Syracuse's game, I think the first 19 points there in their second game, he had 16 of them. Like oh he, he carried that squad. So I love those um, storylines you're talking about, but God, I hate Syracuse. I do not want to see them do anything I know, successful. I hate, I hate watching them be successful. I feel like it, it just that that the 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 orange will come out. I don't yeah. know. Michigan, Michigan's a seller too. Michigan's a seller as well. They're good, but they're not going to make it again. I didn't realize their point guard was out when I picked yeah. them to, to win it all, but I'm not going to make excuses. I just don't like Arkansas, right? They're still Arkansas's very good. I, I like them, them. I like their chances to make final them. four. I feel like their those first two games, they were like, they just look sloppy. I don't know if it's the nerves. Sometimes it's nerves setting in. Yeah, it just gets harder and harder. Same thing with Alabama. I think Alabama is a little fraudulent as well, too. Like, just but if you put Arkansas up against Baylor, I like Arkansas's chances. 
that's gonna happen to I like Baylor. The elite. Eight. I think I, I look ba- I think Baylor now. You just start seeing it. Yeah. You just you see the comfortability of these teams, how they can just be cutthroat right away. That's what you gotta be. And that's that's what I love about it. Like I was so ecstatic. Like I'll release a video. I did like a whole little like road trip thing video while I was out in Indy, but I I was so happy March Madness was back, man. Like just the, like the upsets, the the yeah. clutch shots, the the fun storylines we keep talking about, the the gambling. I just, man, I wanted that injected into my veins. Like just the excitement of it all being back at one moment. All day. Like it's, it's just all day. There's games going on. You're looking at your phone. You're looking at the scoreboards and this and that. And then now it's coming down. It gets a little bit smaller, but now it's like you have a game and then you have another game. Now it's more spread, but you're watching every game. So it's, it's awesome. It's, it's great to, and then it gets sad when it gets towards the end. It's that first yeah. weekend. It's exciting. It's right. like, Oh shit. You don't know what the upsets are going to be. The one shining moment video. That's my favorite part. Like if UConn's not winning the entire thing, my favorite part of the championship is, is the moment before they present the trophy when they, in CBS does the one shining moment video. It's highlights every single school, every single school is represented in that video um, showing some of the best plays, the best shots, the best moments of that March madness easily one of my favorite moments in all of sports um on top of literally everything like i if i could watch those for the rest of my life i would um like leading up to the tournament i probably watched 25 years worth of those those one shining moment videos on youtube just like the excitement you get for it being back like that all plays into it um and it was a, a joy to be a part of i will definitely be going back to march madness again um definitely a a wonderful experience experience especially when you go to a 16-1 matchup and the 16 covers. Yeah. You'll have, you have to see it. <laughs> have, have they announced where it would be next year at all? I think I think it's going to be spread out again. Like, it is very cool. Like the to, main, but I'm talking about the main, like. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they have the final four set for, like, the next four years. I'm, I know it's yeah. back in Phoenix in, like, another five years, something like that. Uh, but it will be varying location, especially with the regions. I know Tyler talked about that on the last show, having the regions go back to, to actually meaning something and not be all based in one. Uh, and that's that's another region. thing, too, is it, 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 you can tell over the last weekend and even this upcoming weekend, not having a packed crowd, it, yeah. it, it hurts, like, for the of, momentum of a team. If you're, yeah. like you said, if you're a one seed and yeah. you're down in the first 10 minutes and it's just close game, that everybody in that stadium is rooting for the underdog. Like yeah. everyone's always trying that's, to root for the underdog. That's, I, like, I, I got stories now, like the 16th seed, it was Hartford. So that's another Connecticut school going up against a one seed powerhouse in Baylor. You're not, ex- no one's expecting Hartford to win that game, but they're putting up a yeah. fight. Like it was only like, I want to say like a 14 uh, point game at halftime, but. And you're rooting for that. You're rooting yeah, for it Hartford. Was, it was a single digit game up and up until yeah. the, the, not, not very end, very end of halftime, maybe. Um, but underdog story, we had up on the Jumbotron uh, of that game, the Oral Roberts-Ohio State game, and the crowd was buzzing. When when that game came down to the wire, like, crowd was electric, uh, more so than anything they were watch, watching the, the Hartford game. Um, but they they literally, it was they were only playing, like, snippets of the other game when the game we were at wasn't going on. Um, and it came down to the wire. Like it was at the under 30 second mark and our game, the Baylor Harper game resumed it from a timeout and they took it off the jumbotron and the, the crowd booed. Everyone was booing. <laughs> they wanted to see Oral Roberts, Ohio state. Um, and then when they finally put it back on there, there was a quick foul on the floor. So I, I don't know if it was I intentional. They probably purposely did exactly. That, yeah. I don't know if it was yeah. something legit, but Oral Roberts they was back on the screen. To watch too. Exactly. Yeah. And Oral yeah. Roberts goes in and, and completes the upset. Ohio State misses their last shot. Crowd's buzzing. Crowd's electric. They're like, what if that happens here? There's no chance it's happening here because it's already the, the second half and, and, and nothing. They're not even within 20. But um, what an experience, man. Like, just I would love to, to go to another one of those, see another upset, um, see an upset happen. I mean, the, the game I went to was an upset, Maryland-UConn, but we'll live to fight another day. We will live to fight another day. But, man, I'm so – I like – if you can't tell, I was so happy March Madness was back, and it has been a and, fun and you know what? part. You know what, Brendan? Yeah. Sports are back. Sports are this back. This is like your first, yeah. like, I know you were already out there. I'm going to something. I know, you, I know you've been to a couple NBA games. This is like, this is the it's kickoff back. for the it's summer. Back. Like, I'm it's, going, it's I'll be, back. I'll be up yeah. in Boston next week. Are you going to, what game are you going to next week? I'm going to, I'm going to everything while I'm up there, man. I'm going when? to opening, opening day. Uh, so you're going Monday? Yeah, I'm going, no, it's a Thursday. Oh, opening day. Opening day. 
Yeah. Not, not, not the Celtics. No, uh, yeah. opening day, uh, that entire series against Baltimore. Cause I said it on the show before opening series against Baltimore. That's all you can ask for to get some momentum early in the season. Uh, so I'll be going to that entire series. And then I got Celtics rockets and then Celtics Hornets. Okay. So those will be some, hopefully those are wins. I mean, I'll, I'll Rock, say this Rock about the Celtics, mode. like say, yeah, they have a back-to-back coming up right now. So they're playing uh, Milwaukee. And then I, I, I don't know if they play Charlotte in the second game or no, they play Oklahoma city. So they play Oklahoma city, the second game. They actually, I was reading this on Celtics Reddit and they were saying, you should just sit Kemba the first game and let him play the second game. Yeah. Try to go, try to go for the win against the thunder. Then try to go for the win against the bucks. I, I, that's I, actually something. That's keep a great an eye point. I, like, Cause you I know, Kemba's only going to play one game. So yeah, why he's only try... playing the, the first, the, the first yeah. part of a back. I want you to make I want you to make a graphic. Yeah. ASAP. And it's a spike King says that the Celtics should, it should sit Kemba the first game and they should start in the second game. Make me look smart. At least mean the other way around. Kemba should sit the first game and start the second there game. You should play against right. the Thunder. Oh, okay. My fault. My mind yeah. was, was twisted. Because I, gotcha. I guess they're they're hurting as well, too. They're a skeleton crew team right now, the Thunder. Oh, yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander's out for, for the foreseeable. Sit Kemba. Try your best against Milwaukee. Just try your best. Don't get blown out completely, but when it's Thunder. Will, though. But the whole point of the story is you have seven games at home coming up in front you of got, you. You got to take. More than you got to take advantage of it. Five gotta, out of seven. You got to take at five. Least five out of yep. seven. No one's going to care about everything else. And like you said earlier, um, they're only a couple games out of the four seed. Yeah, they're they're there. You're not touching. You're not touching Milwaukee. You're not touching the Sixers. You're not touching the Nets. That's fine. Worry about that in the playoff run. What did I say? Twenty games. It's all you need. Get this team together. On Monday, you're going to have your new acquisitions in here. Just start gelling. Start trying to be something. Now you have fans. Now you can't hide Jason Tatum. You're going to have fans booing you. got to go to work. They're, they're going to boo you and cheer you. Like, and they're yep. going to tell you. And when I, I can't wait for Monday. That's the only game I'm going to be able to go to. And I'm going to be there with GRD. They're going to hear you. Like, it's, yep. like you said, they, they're going to hear you. You can hear anything. You're going to hear right. people from the 300s. It's, it's, you can, it's, you can uh, literally yell anything you want at any player. They will hear you. <laughs> I, and I'm, we're going to yell stuff. Yeah. And we're, we're going to, they're going to hear us. So I can't wait for that. I love it. They need but, to do. I want. I'm. I'm root for the. I'm not hating the Celtics. Like I said, they should tank. Like I and I and makes a little bit more sense now the way the team's been playing. Yeah. Just get a higher draft pick because this year doesn't matter. But I want. I want to root for them because you know this gonna be playoff basketball and you want to root for playoff basketball. Right. You want to root for them to at and least they, fucking do something. It's just so surprising how unbelievably mediocre they are this year. I know. It's unbelievable. Makes no sense. Yeah. And I, I like it's it be up front like Jason Tatum. Like does yeah. it. Do you just not care? Like, is that what it is? Is does Danny Ainge know that and know like, oh, just try in the offseason, guys? Like, just be a middle of the pack team. Yeah. Like, like there's good. And, but again, there's you can give the excuses last year because the COVID bubble. Then you can give the excuse that they had a shortened season, a shortened off season, and then they just jump right into it. These players are probably maybe taste Jason Tatum. Uh, Tatum is exhausted. Just like I just want to be home chilling. Like yeah. I just don't. This day in day out grueling grind. Uh, they're, they're playing they, a lot of games in a short amount of time this season. They are. I think they're. I, you could be mentally drained for all yeah. we know. But uh, I will say this, Brendan. It's going to be tough for Celtics fans to accept it when you see the Philadelphia 76ers, who, by the way, are still playing top tier basketball without Joel Embiid. Yeah, they're, they're one still, still. They're still good. And Check their uh, scores. I got them in a parlay today. Yeah. And uh, I just, someone texted me and said, Dwight Howard got ejected from the game from shoving a ref. <laughs> I, I don't know anything more than that, but. Um, Tied at halftime. Sixer, Sixers versus Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals should just be the absolute thorn in the side to Celtics fans. Oh, yeah, that'll be hard. Because those two teams that you've always had, oh, we're laughing at their, we, we always had the Sixers number or vice versa. We And the trades. Brooklyn. And the, the trades. trade, you fleece, you fleece them and this and that. All of a sudden, both Brooklyn those teams Nets, are responsible for Jason Tatum being on the Celtics. Yep, both of them the together. Bro- the Brooklyn Nets form a superpower team, and then the Philadelphia 76ers waited out, and they got Doc Rivers, who's the who's the coach that got you the championship, is now over there. Yeah. That's gonna hurt. And if one of those teams wins it, and I I fully expect the Lakers not to win this year. I I fully expect. Well, both their LeBron, stars are hurt. I think I think LeBron and AD might talk with talk it out and be like, we want our championship. Who gives a shit? 
we'll, 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 they're going to be in the playoffs. We'll try. I'm totally we'll okay with that. I hate the, I but, hate the Lakers more than any team in the East. So let them, let them the have Nets, it. The Nets or the Sixers are going to be the team that's hungry enough to take advantage of it right now. I think I, the Sixers think, would be the hungriest. I, and I think that one of those, those teams are going to win and it's right. going to be terrible for GRD for his account. It's going to be terrible for Celtics fans. Cause that's all you're going to hear. The yeah. Boston Celtics, you haven't done anything. In It'll be decade. terrible for Tyler because he's out in Philly. Oh, he's going to be listening <laughs> to it. It'd be great for me because I have a future bet on the on the Philadelphia 76ers to oh, win God. the championship. Oh, God. 100 bucks, 100 bucks to win 1,000. So yeah, I, put, I put that in a what, 10 to couple one? weeks ago. That's yeah, not bad. A couple weeks ago, I put that in before Joel Embiid went down. The second I put worth that more in, now. the next night, what happened? Joel Embiid goes down. So it's just my luck. You know? yeah, it's, it is what it is. Winners only here, but. We can uh, <laughs> we can wrap up here. No, I'm in the hole too, bro. I'm in I'm in the hole bad from that UConn. Game. I I I I'm. Thank you for doing the Instagram live with me. I like those. Oh yeah. So, let me, so we so can post that. I could if you have that. I could download it, post it as like a. No, bonus you didn't. You the post feed. the Instagram live onto Boston's big. Three. It's, it's on it's on the Instagram. It's that's not on like our, yeah, our, our, our platforms though. So, but but like that's Apple the whole Spotify. point. Is like I think we need to do that once in a while, like just yeah, the short twenty minute, like we're together. Because I'll tell you this, I haven't done Instagram Live. It's tough for the kiddos, right? It's really totally. tough to do it. So what happens is they were sleeping. You know, I live in an apartment, so things are very com- compact compared to living in a house prior to this. You know, we were moving around and this and that. So my little office area is in our bedroom, and the kids were sleeping in the bedroom. We just moved them over their cribs now, and they're, they're sleeping in their own bedroom now, which is awesome. So, so say on Friday night, tomorrow night. Uh, I put the kids to bed at eight o'clock. I might have a couple mixed drinks. I'm going to watch the Celtics and my girl works till two in the morning. I might go on an Instagram live at nighttime and talk to little Patriots. I might want to talk to little Boston's big three. That's my favorite team. That's my favorite podcast. But, but, (laughs) but my thing is the, we've been getting, I noticed Instagram live, even GRD numbers have been going up lately. People got numbers have been up there. So it's good. That's what I'm saying. We should, you know, we should, we should do those more often. Yeah, kick it. Let's, let's crack, I, I, had to, I had to get you that night because of the UConn loss. Oh. And then the money loss. Money hurts. Losing yeah. money, big money. It hurts. And when it's it, on it, your it, own it team, though, your own school. Uh, it hurts. That was, that was even, even more. more. Kicking the balls. Yeah. It, it makes you, like, you're, you're, you're picking yourself back up. But I know that the, the rest of the March Madness, there'll always be that little lingering depression going on. Yeah. Like, this could have been UConn. Exactly. Like, this could have been UConn. Like, oh, I'm it, happy. Just... I talked to Jay about this because Alabama whooped on uh, Maryland in the second round. So I'm happy that wasn't UConn because that was just embarrassing. Oh, so you're making it seem like, oh, well, you know, UConn was only going to get so far anyways. I mean, I didn't have them in any of my final fours. Maybe once. Also, how do you feel about that? That's my, that's my last question for you. How do you feel? Um, there's, there's kind of been this debate on Twitter about if it's one person, one bracket, or if it's one person, make all the brackets you want. Like, make 25 brackets. How do you feel? What's your stance on that? So, all right. So, do you think one person, I mean, one if you're bracket? Trying to, if you're trying to go for the perfect bracket, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, because then it's, it's, it's tough. I, it's one person, one bracket. You only get one bracket. So here's the thing. You make one bracket and say you play in 10 different bracket leagues, you have to use the same bracket. Okay. You have to use it. That's the bracket you picked. It's the bracket See, you go with. You can't say, my one bracket, I had this. And my yeah. one bracket, I had this. My other bracket. No, that's no, my, no. That's my one bracket. mental. Like, I would totally – I totally agree. agree with that. But it's just so fun to make so many brackets. Like, I did, like, three different brackets where I had, nah, like, a random – holding on to hope. I had like a random color generator. I got so far like, in and like, like choosing whatever color of the team. Tyler's done for it's over for him. Like, but he's still going to watch. He respects the game. Right. Like that's what it is. And plus you can still pick up points here and there. Like, yeah. Did I, Ohio state was out. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I got that wrong, but guess what? Gonzaga, I picked him as champion champion. Technically in the Yahoo bracket, they get 62 points. I believe that's what they get. They get some you get, crazy you get a number. lot of points. If you, you get a lot of points champion, for a champion. Right? So but, that's what matters. And I'm, and I'm surprised this argument hasn't come up. Um, like the, the, the entertainment factor versus college in the NBA right now, it's not even close. It's not close yeah. right now, especially with all the stars in the NBA going down with injury in the last like two weeks. It's unbelievable how much more exciting the, the college game is to watch right now. And that's just one of the fun parts about March Madness. And it's why they make like four or five billion dollars on it every year. Well, I said that you know, March brings sports back and it does yeah. March madness. It, and this is what we didn't have last year. The Kickstarter. Like, it just, it, you yeah. didn't even get it. It, start, it starts it because all of us, what's after March madness? 
playoff baseball. hockey and basketball. But yeah, so baseball, <laughs> baseball, then but playoffs. baseball. Yeah, like, I gotcha. Okay, for baseball enthusiasts like yourself, you like baseball, but April baseball, it's still preseason. Still a lot of people. It's, it's especially fair, yeah. in Boston, man. It's cold. You're yeah. gonna go in forty degree weather. Same thing in Wrigley Field. It's cold, yeah. gross, rainy. Actually, the best thing to do, Brendan, what you got to do, this is the T-Guns method, Tom Hallway. Any rain-out games, because it happens a lot in Boston, especially in April, the day of the game, it might rain out, it might not. You can get tickets as cheap as like five bucks. You buy them, oh. and then you cross your fingers that hopefully it gets canceled. You study the weather, then they give it to a June game or a July game, oh. and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're chilling with a $5 ticket. Now it's July, in the middle of July, 80-degree weather outside, That's and fair. tickets are now you know, $75, but you paid $5 yeah. for it. That, that method works at least once or twice a season. That's fair. My problem, my problem is I don't live up there anymore. So. Yeah. Well, you can, if you know, you're coming back to Boston, you just take the gamble. Exactly. All that right. Is what it is, but yeah, we can move into our, uh, our final thoughts here. You want to lead us off? Um, I actually, I had a really good final thought. <laughs> I had it in my mind. Cause I thought we were going to go to final thoughts. It just slipped. And I wanted to about say basketball it. gambling. Oh, dude, what is it about? So <laughs> no, cause it bothers me. It wasn't. It's, uh, it's all right. That happened, to, that happened to me a few weeks ago. You just, it just, no, but I want to get it out there. Cause like, the uh, final thought just, meant something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not basketball. It's baseball. Is it hockey? college basketball and i don't want to do football? a generic jared stidham is my quarterback one like i'm you know yeah i i pissed i pissed off so many people doing that my final thought is is uh twitter is such a cesspool i Twitter's the worst so social media i've been more active on twitter now um just because and i have my certain sense of humor you, you know i'm first in line to make fun of myself yeah. i'm there but uh, it's good. You gotta I, it's have funny that. to see the Twitter trolls and how people get so butthurt so instantly. Uh, it's in, in the crazy shit you see over there. Um, yeah. That's why um, I, I, didn't, God, I didn't have Twitter for a while because it's just news and gross. people complaining. But um, thank God I built up a platform on Instagram. Thank God I have something at least there. I, and I, I talked to GRD. I put my hot takes out there and I say yeah. whatever I want to say. I think a lot of people get pissed off because they wish they had a platform to be able to say those kind of words <laughs> and people shit on it or they talk about it, this or that. But yeah, you need, you need to get one of your takes to go your way. You're I'm over. I am you're over for a while. I am stinking. We got to get you a win. You know what? The ultimate one is Jared Stidham quarterback one. He ends no. up starting week one. That'll be the ultimate. That's going to be another swing and miss though. Like there's, there's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it might, it might, it might, tr- it might truly happen. It's not. You what, what, on? what, Brendan, what has to happen in, in terms of for you to see Jarrett Stidham become the starter? They don't resign Cam Newton. They don't resign the guy that everyone was mediocre, so this like love, hate relationship last camp, year. This guy can go to training camp and light it up and look really good throwing the it, ball. And it still wouldn't matter to you. It, it really wouldn't. Wow. <laughs> like you just wouldn't give him a chance. It was, I, I honest, I gave him a chance and I, I think he threw a pick six both times. I gave him a chance. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Sorry. Right, moving into my final thought. Uh, I'm going to finish on a little more of a somber note, but uh, uh, two, two thoughts. My first one is good. I hope I, I wouldn't wish Fournier on any of my worst enemies. Then my final one um, recently, uh, like my, my first undergrad school, Grand Canyon uh, played in March Madness on Saturday, lost to, to Iowa, um, but a little bit of a tragedy um, two nights ago, our starting power forward, one of my former classmates, his name is Oscar Freyer, uh, great kid, great, great person. One of the guys like compare him to Kemba, always smiling, uh, was in a car accident and passed away two nights ago. Um, so just kind of dealing with that, hearing all my friends, uh, just wishing, wishing nothing but blessings and prayers to, to his entire family. His, his sister was in the car with him too. Um, so prayers up to, to Oscar and the Freyer family. You, you never want to see anything like that, especially with a, a young athlete who just got his degree, literally was going to walk, uh, in graduation next month. So 
um, you hate to see it, but but uh, nothing nothing but prayers and, and the best for, for Oscar's family. Um, so sorry to close it out on a somber note, but it's all love, Oscar. Fly high one more time. We love you, brother. Uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you next week. Boston's Big Three, episode 96. Hey, yo, I don't really cry, it's why? Cause it's sad, no one ever really dies. Your presence is still alive, your voice, I still hear it. I still feel your spirit in the room, feel heavily with the center, yeah. We wasn't on your shoes, but couldn't help but notice your views. So many aspects of truth. In fact, you let the past get to you. So thoughts on a better future, it couldn't suit you alone. We were stoned by the snakes that this life is sin. But you taught me a life lesson to fight within. Use the power of our minds. I was confused that somehow in time. My eyes were dark brown but blind. But now I see even the sun shines through blinds. And now I'm moving light in the sightings that I find enticing in my prime. Like, look at me now. You used to tell me read books. Niggas booking me now. But how could I have done it without you, though? You was the big bro I never, ever had, you know? Why you had to go? It hurt me inside. I feel guilty walking around outside with false pride. If only we could vibe like one more time. Hear one more line or share one more rhyme. Even show me one more sign of destiny itself would be fine. But there's no turning back, though. Hands the time or the lane, the plans of your mastermind. So I hope you came across to what you had to find. And watch over the ones you once loved You was my nigga when push came to shove One love One love One love One love The sky's the limit, that's what they told the fucking fool I sky the limit, now I'm aiming for the sun and moon The sky's the limit, that's what they told the fucking fool the sky's the limit, that's what they told the fucking fools. I disguise the limit, now I'm aiming for the sun and moon. Now I'm aiming for the sun and moon. Long live Stilo. Yo, 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 yo,